5. Aqua Vitae Rook drove the duplicate sedan and spent the dusk investigating the crocodile operation in the field. The crocodiles were harvested from the East River at night by Chinese men dressed in black and manning small, fast black boats. That night, they went out in the midst of a thunderstorm when the king's county Kong, who policed the air, would not fly. Brought back into Chinatown by truck, the crocodiles were not immediately killed. They were sported first at an underground crocodile wrestling club. The club was tucked at the end of Christie Street and was well illuminated by bright green lights arranged to look like a crocodile swallowing its own tail. Rook watched from the darkness of his sedan as fresh wild crocodiles were wrangled inside the back door and exchanged for others that apparently had fought the bloody teeth their confessions. After a stint at the club, they were killed in the taxidermy shop by a quick bullet to the large sinus vein at the base of the heart. From the sinus venosus, he learned, the crocodile's blood was drained. The leather goods were traded. The meat was sold to butchers the bones and teeth to collectors, and the blood to doctors. The blood, Rook discovered, had powerful properties that made it like gunpowder to bacteria. Crocodile blood detonated infection, and its immunization prowess was why a crocodile could lose a limb in a fight and survive. Specialists in Chinatown sold the blood as an aqua vitae. Rook bought a liter of fresh crocodile blood. A test proved it matched the blood sample taken from Dr. Chess's office. Rook knew well of the Egyptian god Sobek, and he had discovered the crocodile-headed god, first mentioned in the pyramid texts, as a youth. It was believed Sobek had arisen from the primordial black waters of noon and that he formed the universe. It was also believed the universe would return to the chaotic waters at the end of the world. To the void, Rook thought. For many years, Chinese and Indian doctors he learned, had been transfusing crocodile blood into human patients to make them into immunological superhumans. And many of scientific mind expected that, similar to drinking a shot of wheatgrass juice, drinking the crocodile blood could produce a similar effect. Rook brushed it all off as nothing more than snake oil peddling when he sniffed the blood, then allowed himself a quick taste.
like human blood. It tasted of iron. He washed the taste around his tongue and swallowed. Then he drank more deeply, as if approving a vintage. He did feel invigorated, but he was certain it was the intrigue of the crime, not the blood. If crocodile blood was the trail to follow, there was one place where it would readily be spilled. Back in Chinatown at midnight, Brooke strode deliberately to the Marco Polo Crocodile Wrestling Club. He took a hard stare from the bulky Chinese bouncer, paid the entry fee of $100, and was allowed in. The tall, raven-haired detective, who sported his short hair in blunt spikes, saw his reflection bouncing off of glass. He descended a stairwell, past the thick, aquarium-grade walls, and within the massive aquarium, as if taxidermied and suspended in formaldehyde, he witnessed crocodiles hovering more than swimming. A twitch of a tail quickly convinced Rook otherwise. They were all alive, brooding, and quietly ready to kill.